on 89.9 The Light, you're in conversation with Clayton and uh, via the wonders of Zoom this Sunday before Remembrance Day, it is a real privilege to be able to have a chat from actually the Gallipoli Barracks as well, uh, Army Chaplain Hayden Parsons. G'day Hayden. Hello Clayton, how are you today? Oh, look, I'm doing well and it is just wonderful being able to have a, a chat to you and um, we're looking forward to hearing all about what it means to be an army chaplain and all those sorts of things. But before we get to that, I, I want to dig in a little bit on, on who you are because um, you, you're multifaceted, uh, Hayden. I believe poets, uh, percussionists, there's a whole host of various aspects to, to where it is. So was the army always something you thought you'd be a part of or was that something later in life? Well, Clayton, I see myself as a, a jack of all trades, but a master of none. Right. Uh, actually, actually, being in the um, Australian Army is probably the last place I would have thought I would have actually ended up uh, working or being part of. And uh, for 14 years, both part-time and full-time, here we are. It's a great, great opportunity uh, to serve those who serve us. Yeah. Uh, maybe talk to us um, as we we get into there of, of how did you you find yourself actually in that space? If you said you know this is the last place I thought, tell us yeah. a bit about about early life and and how it actually led to to being where you are now. Well, it's really interesting. My my grandfather uh, Dave Parsons uh, he served in in the Second World War along with his brothers, and they were from uh, Western Victoria in and around the the Warwickabill area. So I, I grew up with all these stories of, of granddad going off to war and not, not seeing the family for five years. And uh, I never really spoke to him about his experiences of the army or of the Second World War. It's only, only probably in the last 20 years I've actually heard some stories from my uncles uh, and relatives about what granddad got up to. It's been one of those things where I never really was drawn to the military. It wasn't until... Uh, I ended up in vocational pastoral ministry of a local church that uh, at, a, at, a, at a Churches of Christ in Queensland conference, I sat down next to a, an army chaplain and I happened to say to him, I said, what does it take to be an army chaplain? And he said, well, he, took, he looked me up and down. And at that time, I was 20 kilos heavier and I had this big, bushy, disgusting beard. And he said, well, Hayden, you need to shave and you need to lose some weight. <laughs> So that was my introduction to uh, to an army chaplain. But after that, uh, I began, uh, was it 2007, on, on a, an amazing journey of meeting other Defence Force chaplains, both Navy, Air Force and Army. And at every, every, uh, every signpost, I just seemed to be going through to the next step of recruitment had a conversation with my, my wife and my family about this and, and the relatives and the church I was pastoring. And before I knew it in December, uh, I was being, uh, being commissioned as an army chaplain. And I've, I've actually seen it as a, just an incredible, incredible journey. I've learned so much. And uh, you know, the army has given me a lot as well, a lot of opportunities that I never ever expected. You know, traveling overseas, traveling around this great nation, meeting some amazing resilient people just incredible it, it has it has truly been a, a wonderful experience and hopefully will be for the next few years as well yeah now we know and we've talked to before on this program to various chaplains into various spaces and you know we know with sports chaplaincy at the moment that's something that is sort of 
volunteer position and and trying to get it in and it's sort of it's not a part of the sports team it's sort of somebody else coming in um does an army chaplain work in the same way that someone coming in or is this actually a part of the army for those who may not know yeah sure that's a really good question Peyton. No, no we are we are definitely part of the army so everything that an army chaplain uh, is and does uh, is part of the army part of the uh, command team so it was a bit of a shock going to uh, to the Royal Military College Duntroon to do what the, an army officer would learn, uh, a very condensed version, learn how to do drill in the freezing cold in Canberra. Uh, you know, we, we learn and we're actually part of, of everything that the army does. So just a few months ago in August, September, I was there out in the field with the soldiers. I went wherever they went pastoral care being on that journey with the uh, the amazing men and women uh, of our of our ADF yeah it's wonderful um is there multiple different types of chaplains for different faiths in the army so so predominantly we have we have uh, the Christian faiths very well represented so we have everyone from uh, Roman Catholic Anglican chaplains Lutheran uh, Presbyterian Baptist churches of Christ uh, ACCC, yeah, we, we've got so many, uh, many uh, chaplains represented. We also have uh, two, two or three Jewish chaplains that I'm aware of, and uh, that's all guided by the Religious Advisory Committee uh, to the services. It's really interesting being a Christian chaplain in, in the ADF because we are, I guess, a snapshot of the broader um, Australian public. So I, I get to rub shoulders with soldiers who are atheist, agnostic, uh, Sikh, um, uh, Hindu, Buddhist, Muslim, you know, we all, we all get along well together. And, you know, part of my role is to journey with them regardless of where they're coming from. And I've learned a lot from them and hopefully I've been able to support them uh, through life. Yeah. On that front, what, what is effectively the job description of an army chaplain? Well, it's very diverse. Every day is different. However, you know, primarily it is providing pastoral support. So if I have a look at um, Army Chaplaincy nested within uh, the broader range of our, of our joint health, uh, you know, we have, we have uh, medical officers, we have psychologists, uh, they're, they're, you know, we have chaplains nested within that as well. Uh, yeah, an Army Chaplain is part of a senior leadership group. We have, we have a, an officer rank and... I guess I have five lines of of, uh, of accountability with, uh, first of all, my, my, my sending church with the religious advisory committee to the services, uh, to God. <laughs> uh, I also answer to the Australian Army. I'm, under, I'm bound by military law. Uh, with that, my commanding officer. So I've got I've got so many different lines of, of accountability, but we 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 provide a very unique, uh, both preventative and also reactive. Uh, pastoral support to our soldiers. Yeah. Uh, in terms of your journey specifically, Hayden, where are the places that you've served um, uh, overseas? I think probably the highlight, Clayton, would be uh, in 2011. And and there's probably probably two things to, to mention there. First of all, um, in January 2007, we had the, the Queensland flood assist that was happening here in the southeast of Queensland and, and out to Grantham and Toowoomba and, and those places in the Lockyer Valley. So that was amazing, working shoulder to shoulder uh, with people of all ranks, the community, local government, 
uh, farmers, neighbours, you know, the mud army was just, it was just incredible. Um, and then, you know, later on that year, I had the privilege of going overseas to the Solomon Islands as part of the uh, regional assistance mission uh, to the Solomon Islands. I was there for four months, the longest time I've been away from my family. Uh, you know, you're not there for, for Christmas Day. You're not there for the start of school. You miss wedding anniversaries. Uh, so it's, it's a very different dynamic being overseas, uh, being with our soldiers. I, I have colleagues who have had multiple tours to either Timor or Iraq or more recently in Afghanistan. So I consider myself very fortunate that in that early part of my military career uh, or vocation that uh, were able to go to the Solomon Islands. Great experience. Yeah. Um, what do you see as uh, the, the greatest joy of an army chaplain and also the biggest struggle? Again, another very good question. I think, Clayton, the, the, greatest, the greatest joy or the greatest um, thing that I see is when someone is able to move forward. So we might have someone who uh, is impacted by uh, geography being separated from their family interstate, or they may be experiencing uh, physical injury or uh, maybe uh, a whole range of things and, and being able to support them and help them through that journey so that they can then become unstuck and move forward and start to flourish and not just uh, survive but to thrive. It's great seeing that personal growth in people, whether that be physical, mental, emotional, relational, uh, and also with their career, just see them move forward is a great, a great joy. Uh, seeing a soldier be promoted or seeing a, seeing a soldier um, get married or have a family, uh, being involved in that is just, it's just a great delight. Probably the greatest challenge um, is, is that same thing. How, how do we um, come alongside people who may feel stuck or may feel like there's a sense of, of hopelessness or, or uh, particularly in these, these times of COVID, this last 18 months to two years, just feeling geographically isolated from loved ones? And, and helping helping them through that journey day in, day out, that, that battle rhythm, I call it, um, of, of how do you get through each day, each week, each month. It can be a little bit like Groundhog Day. And, uh, and how do we, it's a great challenge, being, yeah. being, that, being that support to those people and then looking after my own stuff at the same time. Yeah. Army Chaplain Hayden Parsons is my guest on In Conversation uh, we're going to be back in a couple of moments' time as we, we acknowledge that we're just a few days out from Remembrance Day. And I, I want to uh, talk to Hayden about what Remembrance Day means for those who are currently serving uh, and perhaps the, those of us who aren't. What, what can we be best reflecting and doing uh, in the lead up to Remembrance Day? And also, uh, if Hayden had sort of a magic wand, what would he, what would he wave over? Uh, the army or the army chaplain area or the way that the people in Australia look at the army, whatever it might be, we're going to give him the magic wand and he can uh, do that for us on the way next here on 89.9 The Light. In conversation with Clayton. On 89.9 The Light, you're in conversation with Clayton and joining me uh, just a couple of days ahead of Remembrance Day is army chaplain Hayden Parsons. And it's been wonderful to have a chat to him. He's currently in the Gallipoli Barracks, and we're, we're talking to him about all things Army Chaplain, the service that he's done as well. And I'm wondering, especially as we do come to Remembrance Day, Hayden, what's your role as a chaplain in the lead up and then on Remembrance Day? Yeah, no, no, uh, thank you, Clayton, and uh, thank you to those who are listening. Uh, so, so my role as, as, a, as an Army Chaplain is to bring a sense of meaning 
and a sense of purpose to why, why we actually commemorate uh, Remembrance Day as well as Anzac Day and other, other times like that. So my, my immediate involvement is to, is to be a part of uh, a ceremony. Uh, so it's about you know, remembrance. Uh, it's about offering uh, a sense of perspective and a sense of hope for the future. You know, when the, uh, on the 11th hour of the 11th day back in 1918, when the guns fell silent on the Western Front, uh, you know, you, you can still see that we, we still have conflict in our world today. So how do we bring a sense of hope and perspective into a world that is, uh, is at conflict in many different areas. So, so we're there primarily uh, in a ceremonial function, but also there to provide support uh, to the veterans, past and present. Yeah. Uh, it, it leads me just in something you, you said there, Hayden, to a, a bigger picture question around that as well, which is around as a job of an army chaplain, you know, it's presumably to bring that hope and that um, that way forward, as you talked about earlier on. Um, but the Army and the Defence Forces are designed to be a combat team. Um, they are designed to be, uh, you know, be able to be deployed for fighting. So how do you find that balance between what is designed by its nature to be combat and fighting and, and these things and the hope of peace in, in the, the work that you do day in, day out? Yeah, it's, it's very humbling to know that the Australian public uh, look to the Australian Defence Force for hope uh, and for that, uh, that readiness to be able to respond, whether it's, uh, you know, fighting bushfires, uh, responding to floods, or whether it's being deployed overseas uh, into a combat uh, zone. So we're, we're in a very privileged position, really. And, uh, and, and, and I believe the Australian people would, would expect a lot from us. So, um, you know, part of my journey Clayton has been, how do I reconcile being a man of faith, a man of peace uh, in, in a, uh, an organisation that really, um, it's, it's about war, it's about combat. And, uh, and let's face it, lethal force, that's where our soldiers train. And even myself, I have trained on, on, uh, on certain, certain weapons, not, not to be a, a, a gun marksman by any, uh, by any stretch, but, but certainly there to render it safe in case yeah, the need be. Um, you know, part of my faith journey is, is uh, I take great inspiration from, from the 23rd Psalm where, where uh, you know, the psalmist talks about, you know, the Lord is his shepherd and, and, and a shepherd is someone who nurtures and, and guides and, and looks after the flock, but at the same time has a very big stick uh, to be able to protect. So, um, you know, part of the role of an army chaplain is to be someone who, who nurtures uh, and provides that, that pastoral support. Uh, but also can protect and, and to intervene. So I, I, I might advocate for a soldier, might advocate for a particular course of action and give some advice in that space, whether it's about character or ethics or, or something like that. So we have a very complex role. And, and I believe that Army Chaplaincy uh, a few years ago had this catch, catch cry and it was you know, to be a force of hope. And, and, and I think that's still relevant today. Uh, yeah, even this morning before this interview, I'm, I'm receiving phone calls from soldiers wanting to have a conversation about various things in their life uh, and their career. And it's about offering hope, it's about finding a way forward. So, yes, it's nurturing, it's protecting, uh, but it's also being that advocate and, and being a, an army chaplain, part of the broader ADF. Uh, we're here to serve. We're here to serve our nation and to serve uh, well. Yeah. 
Um, do you, and you sort of perhaps touched on it a little bit there, do, is there ever those moments, and you've said you've had to work through it, between, I suppose, your service to God and what you believe he's calling and the army? Um, you know, we expect those who serve in our army to, you know, follow the order, follow the rules, follow the, that's why we, as an Australian community, you know, invest through the government into our, our defence forces. Um, have you ever had a moment where you had to go, oh, gee, how am I going to work these two out? They, they feel in conflict. I think probably uh, yeah, some of that work, Clayton, was done before I actually joined the Army to ask myself some really hard uh, formative questions of uh, am I prepared to, to take up uh, arms in order to, to protect someone? Uh, so, and, and, you know, once you've been overseas and you have an opportunity to see how some other, other people, yeah, their situations might be, uh, they actually very grateful to have the Australian Defence Force uh, be that that uh, that neighbour who can render support in some way, and you know, part of that journey for me, Clayton, was um, you know I guess the first time I, I took up um, a rifle, and uh, I was there, you know, learning how to strip the weapon and 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 how to how to zero in and hit a target. I wasn't very good at it, mind you, but at least I could suppress the suppress the enemy, perhaps, uh, or, or to protect those that uh, that I was entrusted to care for. So yeah, part of that is is that reconciliation of uh, the Lord protects, and uh, I'm certainly certainly signed up for that to protect our our people as uh, as other army chaplains do. We just might do it in in slightly slightly different ways, mm. and um, it's it's something to really wrestle with and and to and to get a good grasp of because it's one of those questions that uh, that people ask often. Um, and it's good. It's good to do the work. Yeah, that self-reflection. Uh, I think Clayton, in, in sometimes in, uh, in in our modern times, um, that self-reflection uh, might might be lacking. And it's good to do the work and, and keep that work going because uh, there's no easy answers. And sometimes you're, you're faced with a dilemma. And uh, sometimes, you know, for, for myself being a man of faith uh, who has to you know, qualify on a, on a, on a weapon um, every year. Uh, you know, I ask myself those questions, you know, it's, it's a good one to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Now we did say, and you've been given a little bit of a heads up. We wanted to say, all right, here's the magic wand, Hayden. You can, you can wave it over anything in the army or maybe the way that the army's perceived or chaplaincy or the government. I don't care what it is. Uh, what would you do if you said, look, you know, hey, if I had my way, this, this is something I would love to see happen um, through the army or the defense forces or the way people look at at the army and the defence forces, what would it be? Yeah, uh, the word the word that comes to mind is character. You know, we we have some amazing, amazing men and women in the Australian defence force, and you know their character is is just exemplary. And if I had a magic wand, it would be to how do we start the journey of of forming uh, our character at a very young age, you know, primary school and. Uh, and through our education system and then through ongoing through you know senior schooling and university and then into our various careers that that art of self-reflection uh, asking asking ourselves the question of how did that go what would I do differently and and what did I learn from it how am I a better person how I have contributed better to to, to Australia to, to our to our uh, to our world so that magic one one of them would be character. Uh, you know, I, I believe that we're, as an Australian public, we're looking for character, 
and, and we warm to people who are genuine. We warm to people who are real and um, to, to do the work, to do the work and, and to, to work out who we are and to be comfortable with that so that we can move forward um, as, a, as, a, as a community is really important for me. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I'm thinking, and you know, perhaps this, this word is too strong because I think it's been wor- used in the media uh, perhaps a little bit too liberally, but over the past, you know, three, four, five years, there's been what some might consider some more scandals that have occurred out of the ADF um, around various things of, you know, VCs, this, or the way women had been treated or those sorts of things as well. And, and back to your character, I think it, I think it is a natural part of Australians to go, yeah, we, we do trust our, our defence forces with character. It's almost, you know, this is the Gallipoli spirit. It's almost where, where it's who we are in, in a sense in that regards. Um, do you think that's been challenged because of some of these things? And, and perhaps I suppose, you know, my, my sense is the way you talk too is well, that's certainly not the, the, the centre and, and the majority of, of what's happening in the ADF either. I think to answer that question, Clayton, I think, you know, over, over the, the last few years, there have been isolated incidents um, that have occurred and, and uh, you know, it's, 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 not, it's not good enough, really, uh, where that issue of character is, is to be our centre of gravity. How do we, how do we build uh, good character, good ethics into people? Uh, that takes time and uh, perhaps the earlier we start that, the better. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, Hayden, I'm really keen to know, and I'm sure that there's a lot of people, we know a lot of people who are listening, who might say, look, I, I, I don't really follow a faith, I don't really pray, but there's a whole lot of people who do as well. And um, right now, I reckon they'd be pretty keen, you know, how can they pray for you as an army chaplain and the other army chaplains? What's the best way they can support you? Oh, well, there's there's many different ways. Um just yeah, when you mentioned about uh, you know not everyone uh, being a personal faith or wanting to pray, I had a just quickly had a, a little uh, a little story of a soldier who approached me uh, one night with you know cigarette one hand and um, you know a, uh, a rifle in the other, and uh, he came up and he said, "Padre, that's one of the affectionate terms that you know we we get called." And uh, he said, "Padre," he said, "Can you can you can you show me how to pray?" And there was something going on in that in that man's life, and it was just one of those beautiful moments of just sidling up next to him and saying, "Well, maybe we could figure that how how to pray together," and and again help people move forward. And it was just one of those beautiful moments. I don't, I don't think this guy's a, a person of faith, and and for me that doesn't matter. But he asked to pray, and we prayed with him, and yeah, we still see each other nearly every day at work, which is a good thing. That, that's part of what it is to be a, a, that, that ministry of presence, to be available to people. And sometimes, uh, to answer your question, Clayton, that army chaplains can sometimes be very lonely. It can be a, a moment where you know, you're in the thick of it and you're, you've got hundreds, hundreds of people to provide support to. So one of the things that is a very big focus on the moment uh, is uh, how, do we, how do we bring a lot more support to those who are caring uh, you know, care for the carers, essentially. And there's some really good things happening um, in, in the ADF in that space with uh, a professional you know, supervision, spiritual direction, uh, churches that provide support, organisations that provide encouragement and support uh, and prayer. Very, very important. But, you know, really, I think we all need connection. We all need connection, that, that connectedness that we have 
with our local church or our denomination, with our neighbours, uh, with the guys down the road, just keeping connected and, uh, and appreciating, encouraging one another is really important. And we all need that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, final question from me, Hayden, as we do come up to Remembrance Day. We've talked about what it means for you and, and those who are serving uh, currently. Um, what's your, I suppose, encouragement for us who are not in the Defence Forces but want to best remember Remembrance Day and, and, and you know, honour that? What would be your encouragement to us as we head into that time? Well, my, my word would be, Clayton, is that, you know, we, we, we live on the foundation of our forefathers, people who made this, this great nation what it is. So I would not be the person that I am if it wasn't for the mentors that I have had, if it wasn't for the family that I had or the community that I grew up in. Uh, I don't think we would be in such a strong position as a nation without the leadership that we have that's been built over, over the decades and generations. So I, I guess to answer your question, Clay, that sense of gratitude, uh, you know, war, war is not a nice thing. Uh, conflict uh, is brutal. And yet how do we find a way forward that can be um, peaceful? How, how do we move forward as a, as, a, uh, as a community and as a society that is peaceful uh, with a sense of gratitude of those who have sacrificed so much previously? And we've got a whole new generation of, uh, of veterans over the last 20 years uh, who certainly uh, have a great sense of, of gratitude uh, for their service uh, and experiences. Um, but, yeah, let's be real. Some of them are doing it really tough as well. So... Yeah, a sense of gratitude for service and, and building on the foundations of the past is really important. Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, when, when it comes to, yeah, I was just going to say, Clayton, I um, actually wrote a poem about, you know, remembrance. Is it, you know, a little bit of, you know, is it okay to, to share a little bit of creativity here on, on, on the... Um, Please do. That would be absolutely wonderful. What a beautiful way to go out for sure. Thank you. So we'll finish on this. So I'll say thank you so much to Army Chaplain Hayden Parsons here on 89.9 Delight. And thank you for your time, Hayden. Yes, please take us out with your poem. It would be wonderful. All right. Well, thanks, Clayton. I, uh, I wrote this around 2018 after acting a Remembrance Day. And uh, it's simply called We Remember Them. Golden beaches raked in gunfire, Valiant men charging through hellfire. Bloodied souls fight, caught in the mire. We remember them, young lives given. Upon the waves, cold cannons smite. Sailors at sea, fierce iron beasts fight. The oceans deep hide our sons from sight. We remember them, young lives given. Clouded skies host the warbirds domain. Airmen skillful, dueling war planes. Brave lives cut short, their memory remains. We remember them, young lives given. <laughs>